0: Welcome into episode sixty-four of the Get Around Podcast. Sometimes I can't believe that it's been that long. It just keeps ringing out. It's only sixty-four. It feels like it's going to roll on forever, though, and that's what I like about it. We're getting close to the point where there will be, a, there have been more episodes without me than there are with me. So we're getting. Are we leading right into Brendan's couch here? We're getting close. It's not. A, it's not so much a Brendan's couch moment oh, as okay. it's getting to that point where. I will have less ownership of this podcast than you. The podfather will just be in the credits at that point. Yeah, I'm an executive producer. Basically, it's a meaningless title, but uh, just it makes t- me it- look good. It's a tip of the cap that makes it look like he's still doing something, even though he's not really doing anything That's at all. That's not true. I said last week, I'm constantly <laughs> thinking about this podcast, inc- including what uh, the question of the week thing. and.
1: Possible... I-, I would like
0: us all to sit down and have a big brouhaha over the future of this podcast, but...
2: Can we actually do that over beers? Like a That'd pregame fist fight, Why but a post-game
0: sure. fist fight. Yeah, po- perfect, be? perfect. A postgame fist fight with beer and planning out. Whiskey and ginger ale in advance. Me, please. Anyway, I am Brett Summers. That is our former host, Brendan Queely, joining us before he goes to, what else? A board meeting. Yep. And James Cook, Jake Atnip. Happy to be here, happy you to be back. forgot my title. No, that, that title only stands for one week. Okay, Wow. Well. It was good enough. I it it did lasted. something to lose it, apparently. <laughs> right?
2: Dang! I didn't know I could transform. I mean, so you bad. can't
0: be like you know Nicholas Lidstrom here and be called the perfect human for your entire life.
2: Twenty plus years of work. See, I know, I know. Kurt
0: Hennig is Mister Perfect, and if uh, seven and fours Harrison Beebe was here, he would, he would understand that reference. Former pro wrestler. I think he's dead. Can't be sure. I think he might be one in the long line of pro wrestlers who have uh, died uh, before they were supposed to. Rest in peace, Mean Gene Okerlund. I did see that. I it unfortunately didn't mean anything to me. But didn't really I, mean anything I, I to me either. It. I mean, I grew up watching pro wrestling, but I wasn't like, oh, Mean Gene. Darn it. It's like I celebrity deaths really don't have much of a of an effect on me at all. Uh, if you know it was my family, yeah, probably, maybe. <laughs> you know, who knows? Get you know, all of these
1: out of the way right early. <laughs> right. Best, Harrison, best
0: use it. of probably, maybe, in dozens of episodes. Right Certainly. Enough. But we've got a great show lined up for you today. Our guests, who you'll hear from later, Trevor City Central Hockey's Charlie Douglas and Grant Newhart join us in studio. Trojans have been on a tear lately. Chuck signed his name on the, uh, the big board. Uh, it, I'm assuming it's Charlie K. Douglas I'm assuming his middle name is K but the way that he signed it and this is no <laughs> knock on him at all uh, in terms of his penmanship uh, but it does look like it's C, uh, lowercase h and then a capital U K and then Douglas so it looks like Chuck Douglas yeah they were, they were fantastic Chuck. guests even though Brendan is picking on, yes, it was a Charlie's great interview.
2: Great interview. They
0: signed our big board, and uh, yeah, the Trojans have been on a tear. Winners of eight of their previous eleven, and a couple of those losses coming to top ten teams in the state, regardless of class, in Stevenson and Saginaw Heritage. We'll hear from them. We've got our second set of power rankings: boys basketball, girls basketball, and hockey. We'll get a little more in depth into hockey this week. That means. The in-depth look at boys basketball power rankings will have to wait until next week, but Jake had such a up close look of so many of our area teams that the we're gonna go over those. That it took him until almost midnight to get a story in. Oh, well, it was after midnight. After oh, midnight. It? It, was it was not was after midnight. <laughs> certainly felt like it. <laughs> Damn right, it was not after midnight. It was like eleven forty nine. Sitting here Friday night with Brett, like oh where is thank that God story? you came in here because yeah, I think I might <laughs> have, have I think I might have pounded my head through my desk. He voluntarily just like, oh, I'll go hang out at the office with Brett for a while. So, on a Friday night,
1: what a... It's taking some prep calls for old sakes.
0: Yeah, definitely not doing that.
1: <laughs> it was a little later than normal. No,
0: point. no, I don't think I rolled in the office until about eleven. I couldn't convince him to help on the prep schedule e- either, which is pretty much still stalled at 12 schools. <laughs> what did you do this weekend? Other than write a column about how there should be 35-second shot clock. I've got a whole checklist on a piece of paper on my desk if you really want to know. Oh, of things that you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then we'll get into the Hall of Fame, get around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. I know I have a candidate. Jake has a candidate. Hopefully James has one. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. He, He just shrugged his shoulders a little bit. Uh, you, you basically you you still have time to impress him even though by the time you hear this you won't <laughs> how did our uh, guests uh, respond to the uh, freaky fast 5 this week how did they it ended up
2: being like a freaky fast 12 so it was it was a really good
0: Oh, so a freaky fast dozen yeah yes it was almost
2: crispy the little party subs <laughs> from Jimmy John's interesting
0: interesting question for the future i was just thinking about this you might want to ask them what reality show they would want to compete in. You know, oh, that's American a good one. Ninja like Warrior, that. The Masked Singer. See, back in the day, world that would have of been dance. like that. Have
2: been like Real World, Road World's Challenge, or something for us. Maybe like, some of them
0: still. I know that that show is still going. Is it really? It really is. Yeah. I haven't had I, a chance I have, to
2: see it yet, but I'd be jumping at the brand new Titan Games for sure right now. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm mean, trying to be a Greek god over here crushing stones with sledgehammers rock rocks. You crush stones man. with that head. <laughs> you say you bang your head through the desk? Is it broken from Friday night? No, because Brendan
0: saved me. Yes. <laughs> I rolled in after playing some Egyptian rat screw with uh, fellow record eagle employees. Record Eagles. Record Eagles. Or record eagles? Nah. Record eaglers?
2: Record Eagles.
0: Sure. We'll go with that.
2: Eagleites? Maybe. Brett, come on. Move us along, damn it. Yeah. Take control of the much, show. I'm having too much
0: fun. Take control of the show. Let's get going. And we'll finish off, as always, with the trifecta. This idea coming straight from a tweet that Brendan Queeley once read. Yes. yes. Uh, it's a good one. It It is. We'll uh, discuss how we might assign given championships to our, or among our favorite rooting interests. Yeah, so the tweet was, if, if you've, if you've, if you're given ten championships, how would you divide them betwixt? I guess <laughs> uh, your favorite sports teams in terms and uh, yeah, that should be a good convo. I think throw it out there on the uh, Twitterverse, Twitter sphere, and see what you get back and give out some Jimmy John's free subs. Speaking of which, uh, do we have a sponsor for this show, Brett? Yeah, I think it's Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a thirty-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's, freaky. Yeah. What do you guys What do you guys think about the way that I'm doing this? Holding holding the mic instead of the mic sitting on the. I think you look like table. a
1: pretentious <laughs> <fucking> kind of. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> you could look like a politician at a town hall meeting. Quit diddling the microphone. Yeah, because I've got questions. my uh, I got my rolled sleeves
0: up. rolled up. I put one leg up on a chair. Trying to look away, collar. <laughs> White collar, collar and blue collar at the same time, yeah. I'm, I don't even think I'm any collar, honestly. I certainly, I don't make enough money to be white collar. I don't do the work of someone who's blue collar. I'm more Is of a there, popped collar guy? Uh, no, <laughs> definitely. That seems more like Jake's area. I feel like he was definitely a kid who popped his collar when he was younger. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. I mean, he definitely. Never, Jake? Not a
2: chance. Never? Yeah.
0: No. Oh, look at that smile. You he definitely no did. have no idea. He you definitely no, did. I'm
2: laughing because
1: you have no idea. Not he popped chance. his
0: collar, he used to wear the, the sweat the sweat bands on his uh, forearm. I knew those kids in high school.
1: When he wasn't playing sports?
0: When he wasn't playing sports, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, to be fair though, it's that's not nearly as bad as the, the insult that I was given once when someone said, I look like the kind of guy who used to wear Affliction and Ed Hardy t-shirts.
2: Oh yeah. I'm, oh. I, I, oh, that I, was brutal. Uh, Ed Hardy t-shirts, I uh, remember that. I, oh I lost God. sleep.
0: That that reference is still lost on me, but which is surprising because you're all jacked, and usually guys right, who are like super right, small, UFC like you like, wear the tight Ed Hardy t shirts that are all bedazzled with rhinestones and sparkles and whatnot. I've never owned anything like that in my life, but I'm gonna cut this short because we don't have a lot of time to get all that wonderful content into the rest of the show. Plus, I gotta leave here at six, and it's already. But we're gonna we're gonna check the heartbeat of the sports world with the pulse, James. You had this last Sunday's edition's centerpiece, uh, which detailed a report. Outstanding work contacting fifty plus coaches, by the way, uh, to get their opinions on whether seating is needed in high school basketball. What was your biggest takeaway from this, other than it was overwhelmingly positive to the idea?
1: Yeah, the co- the coaches. Uh, over seventy five percent of the coaches favored seating. The caveat, I guess, of that is that of those 75%, you know, they aren't, aren't all necessarily want to do it the same way. And, and that kind of is reflective of what the MHSAA's own survey that they did this fall is, is that people are pretty well split on what they would prefer to, to how to do seating, just how to execute it. The proposal that's up right now is just straight seating, one through how many ever teams you have in your district. I think going by what our coaches' responses were, I think maybe the the plan that I think would have the most bipartisan support, I guess, to put it, would be the one where you just seed in the number one and two seed, and then the rest of the bracket is just random in. Because then you would kind of also be playing to some of the non-power teams and saying, okay, so this is going to kind of guarantee that you don't play the number one or two seed in the first round, and you're going to get to play somebody else so you could have you know two teams who maybe struggled during the season and had like five and 15 records play each other in the first round and somebody you know kind of gets the end of the season on a good note with a playoff win I think that kind of would be the one that would be supported the most just is that where you is
0: that where you would go with it I think I, mean, I think you, you, I think that's where at,
1: I think that's where I would go with it okay and it seemed like the uh, even the after looking
0: at some of the other states and the way they do things, you
1: think that would be the best option for Michigan. I kind I kind of like it because it, it, it does a good job of blending the whats what is what there is now, which is completely random and and the seating and, and having a little bit of the two. So I don't think it's uh, too much of a shock to the system for coaches now, but it also should in, incredibly enhance the likelihood of the top two teams in the district playing each other on Friday night.
0: I'm going to direct this conversation a little bit away from what exactly was in James's story. You should definitely read that. Again, that's in uh, Sunday's edition of The Record Eagle or on recordeagle.com. What I do want to talk about from all of us, I guess, is this last question that I just asked James is how you would do it. Brendan, you've had experience in Illinois. Jake, you've been in Michigan your whole life, so maybe you just mostly know what you don't want the basketball playoffs to be. And I've seen the way Michigan, Wisconsin, and Oregon do their postseasons, and they're all different, and I I have my opinion. I'd, I'd like to hear everyone's. Brendan, why don't you go well, ahead? Well, I know that Illinois just made the switch to what Michigan does right now, and a lot of coaches there were kind of flipping their lids uh, over that. I, I know that when I was there it was you had – regionals super regionals uh tournaments like that and it was based on you didn't know who you were playing before uh, the season started like it happens here in in michigan and now that's going to be the case in illinois that your matchups are set before the the season even starts and that a lot of coaches didn't like that because they felt that getting into the playoffs i mean other than football um that it, it should be based on merit and what was done um now to be fair that in Illinois the system that they had was you had an idea of what teams were going to be in that tournament it just depended on what your record was and who earned the the number 1 seed or who earned a bye or and then it, it was seeded that way so you knew what teams were going to be in that bracket and then it just ended up they were seeded basically uh how they performed during the regular season which I James, I, I think that's kind of what you were getting at. Uh, I I think that's a that,
2: that works because
0: the the biggest problem right now with the way Michigan has it set up is that the regular season means absolutely nothing.
2: Well, that's the biggest. That's my biggest problem is everybody gets in like, and it's not it's not that it, I when you, when everybody gets in, you have to be able to see the top from the bottom. Because then when everybody gets in and you have two top teams playing each other, and we, this, this is the biggest issue, when you have two top teams playing each other in the very first round of whatever, pre-districts even is what it would be sometimes, uh, you're literally knocking out an, an entire area's chance at having any type of success throughout the rest of the state. And that's almost immediately because you could literally have a 3-17 and 17 team playing for a district final because they won one game because they did not get seated correctly, where they actually had to play their way to a district title. And I think that's the biggest issue is if everybody gets in, it has to be seated. And if not, you can break it down where the regular season means enough, where it'll tell its own story when you put it into the into the districts, and it'll be able to play itself out because of the merits that have been occurred during the regular season. So then you have to wonder
0: if you have a lot of these coaches now who or, or schools, athletic directors, who make schedule is based on how it's going to help their team. So they're not always worried so much. Some coaches aren't worried so much about what their record is going to be at the end of the season, more along the lines of who they faced and will prepare them to play in the the postseason. But then you have to wonder if it's being based on a record, are you going to have teams, coaches, athletic directors wanting to schedule cupcakes so they run the table during the regular season? So then, I mean, there's... But in, in a lot of cases you have enough teams at least in your conference to build up a fairly decent resume. Now obviously different conferences can be stronger than others, but it's not like you would be able to pick 20 cupcakes to get into the playoffs. Like you'd still have to beat at least a somewhat competent schedule to put together a quality record.
2: You know, I, I don't think any I don't think there's any playoff system anywhere that you can just play 30 cupcakes and it works out for you, you know. And I Scheduling or not, I don't think any any coach from any type of respectable school would want to do that because Then you're just going to lose right away. Yes, <laughs> coming play, come playoff time, you're, you're literally doing the same thing, making the regular season mean nothing because you're going to lose in the first round because you haven't played anybody.
0: How much do we have to take travel into account here? When you're setting up these matchups, how much does that have to come into play when you're deciding where these teams are are going to be playing and well the way it, the way administrators and taxpayers look at it you absolutely have to I mean in my idealistic view of it I don't give a crap <laughs> spend the money make good quality matchups uh but I also know that's not going to happen although that's what Oregon does who in reviewing a bunch of these different scenarios, I believe has the best playoff system that I've seen. I haven't seen all 50 states, but uh, a handful of them. You know, what they do, not every team makes the postseason. You have to finish a certain... Standing within your own conference to get an automatic berth, and then they have a ranking system with two different computer algorithms that help determine that final ranking. And then, however many remaining open spots there are in the bracket, those at larges fill in. And I like that. And that's
2: seated one one through sixteen in each respective well, bracket, right? Depending
0: on division, it can actually change because some divisions have far more schools than others. So, for instance, the smallest schools in Oregon is the has by volume the most schools in it 73 they get a 32 team bracket
2: okay well the only the only problem let's let's see with that is i told you this before is yeah you don't you you don't care about four-hour travel but if you're doing a a one verse 32 seat or a one verse 16 seat and that 16 seat is obviously traveling five and a half hours to go that
0: but i'm what i'm saying is that's how oregon did it somehow they somehow they managed to get it done where people didn't uh, well,
2: that's, I'm sure they still not, not that people
0: didn't complain about it, but they got it accepted.
2: Yeah, but that's that's a that's a big that's a big you know what it, what jump would it, with that. Right. one or
0: the big would it absolutely roadblock? suck for you know Marquette up in the UP to have to play some downstate team in the first round? Yeah, it would suck, but if it, you know, I don't know, I would be okay with it in general. Now, what I think fits Michigan best. Would be something similar to the way Wisconsin does it, because instead of the tiny little districts that we have to suffer through here, uh, you you have sixteen team regionals in that start out the playoffs, and they are seeded one to sixteen. Now those sixteen teams are a geographic region like the districts here in Michigan, obviously just a bit larger because there's sixteen schools in it. So you're not having the ridiculous five hour trips or more. that I I saw in Oregon, which would be befitting of Michigan, but at least you have a seeding process. All the coaches in that uh, aspect, they get together two weeks before the end of the regular season, so you've got a very good body of work to go with to argue those seeds, and then whoever the higher seed is gets the home game for the first three rounds. Uh, then you hit the equivalent of quarterfinals in Michigan, which in Wisconsin sectionals, but that's semantics. And then you have semifinals and finals. But at least in that case, uh, it just feels a little bit more legitimate. The Pulse, brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's Freakia. Yeah. And with that, I would like to play the interview of Traverse City Central Hockey's Charlie Douglas and Grant Newhart, who are in studio with us on Monday. Have a listen. I'm thrilled to welcome into the Get Around Podcast studios, Traverse City Central Hockey's Charlie Douglas and Grant Newhart. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Thank you.
3: Thanks for having us.
0: You're not too tired already today, are you? You (laughs) haven't had practice. Well, you're off of practice this week. You've got exams this week, so... Is it tough to take advantage of being off schedule and, and studying maybe like you should be, or, or are you hitting the books
4: hard? Um Yeah, I mean, it's nice to get that few hours of sleep instead of waking up at 4.50 or <laughs> waking up at 7 instead. That's nice, but, yeah, it's, it's
0: hard. <laughs> to... And exams are pretty stressful, too, mm-hmm. so I have to get ready for those. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's which exam has you guys most stressed out this week?
3: Probably Spanish because it's... Not pretty hard. Yeah. It's not your
2: not, language, not my language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brand new first year taking it, I assume. Uh yeah, yeah. no, 3rd year 3rd year? Okay. year? Okay, okay.
4: Yeah. Um yeah, probably like the hard stuff like chemistry and AP gov and all that.
0: That's, Ooh, yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, so which which exam doesn't have you stressed out right now? You know you're going to ace that going in. Well, I don't know if grants and uh, weights, but
4: <laughs> <laughs> weights and conditioning I, that one should be easy enough.
3: <laughs> uh probably math cuz my strongest subject and all the stuff we've learned this year is pretty easy. I mean, something
0: that you guys have been making look much easier through this last 11 games in the hockey season than perhaps the first five is just the role that you've gotten on. Mm-hmm. Winners of 8 of 11, and, I mean, a couple of those losses have been to ridiculously good yeah. teams like Saginaw Heritage. What, what's what been different for you guys after an 0-5 start to go 8-3 and 3 in your last 11?
4: I just think it's, like, the young kids stepping it up, taking the time to, like, learn learn the ropes I guess or like find their niche I guess and like everyone's stepped it up since then you can tell in practice and stuff everyone's picked it up a drastic amount and everyone just wants to win that's the one focus is win that's it with that own five star everyone was everyone hated it it was <laughs> brutal it was tough coming to the rink but we found our feet got
3: under us started winning games yeah and our teams worked a lot harder you know we're all trying to gel together as a team now with so many underclassmen who haven't played together uh, I think we're starting to, like be more of a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're one of those underclassmen, Grant. Yeah. You're the
0: starting goalie as a freshman. It's sort of. I mean, everybody stresses, you know, what's going to be different once you get to the varsity level, how serious you have to take things. But being told that versus having to do it, especially say in those first five games. I mean, how how shocking is that to the system when you step onto the uh, to the varsity ice for the first time?
3: Well, I think it's pretty hard for me. I mean, coming from travel to high school, it's a pretty big jump, and I've had to, like, cope with it. But I have, like, great teammates and great coaches that have helped me through this.
2: Yeah, Coach Gibbons said that uh, there's a lot of scrutiny that goes on between the net, especially when it's for a freshman. Uh, but he said he thinks you've got a pretty good head. I mean, how have you handled, you know, even those bad games when there's some of those goals that you've wanted back, uh, but your team has done a pretty good job of picking you up. I mean, how have you handled that type of pressure when it's just you between the pipes?
3: Uh, I've tried to forget about all the bad goals and, like, block that all out of my head. Like, before big games, I forget about, like, everything. And during games, I block out all the crowd noise.
0: Charlie, how do you and some of your other older teammates, even though there's only a few, I mean, how, how do you go about sort of guiding the team through that 0-5 start? I mean, like you said, nobody liked it. Everybody yeah. hated it. But, what, what I mean, what do you tell them, the younger guys, or how are you trying to help keep the team's confidence up through a drought like that?
4: Um, well, like our coach expressed it a lot. He says, like, do the little things, right? get the chipped puck out you just gotta show like lead by like example and like lead like with grittiness I guess like that's the big thing in hockey is grittiness you just gotta do all the little things right like play tough and like if like once like the younger kids see like older kids doing it they do that right away and like it's I don't know like monkey see monkey do <laughs> Yeah, <they'll, laughs> and yeah I mean sometimes that's better than leading leading by words sometimes it's just doing
0: it. So so take the team exactly as it is right now and if you could sort of clone that first week version of yourselves mm-hmm. if you, if you go up against that Trojans team of week 1, I mean how how bad are you going to oh, destroy yourselves into the ground it be done before the second
4: <laughs> second period mercy rule probably I'd say. Yeah, probably say
0: yeah, probably the same like thing. 12-0 13-0. Yeah. So what does that I mean seeing that kind of growth what does that tell you or or how does it motivate you for What still yet to come for the rest of the season, because there's a lot of hockey left. Oh, yeah,
4: and, like, obviously, we found our feet in the right spot, right in the middle, like, and with such a young team, we know the sky's the limit with the potential. Like, all the young kids making plays and, like, winning games, like Grant making those, like, I don't know how many saves against Stevenson, but a lot. No, but I, I
2: wanted to ask you guys about Stevenson, actually, when you when you brought it up. I didn't get a chance to see that game, but they were number three ranked. Mm-hmm. Number three ranked Division Num- two,
4: Number six in all combined. Yeah, and,
2: exactly. And, so obviously a very good team. You just got done with the Rick Denwood Memorial Tournament. I mean, when you have worked towards this type of competition this far in the season, I know there's still even better competition mm-hmm. to come. I mean, how do you take lumps like this in the middle of the season and work it towards Uh, progression at the end of the season?
3: Well, I think these teams are, like, really good. Like, top ten in the state. So we all have to, like, focus for the game Mm -hmm. and, like, get ready for this big team. And we've done pretty well. I mean, losing by one to Dallas Allen Houghton, losing by three to Livonia Stevenson, we're all great teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we've all just, like, focused. And I think it, like, brings our morale up, knowing that we can hang with these big teams. Yeah,
4: like, our first game, I remember, like, our first game of the year, we played Farmington United and we got blown out. Mm-hmm. And that game, before, like an off-ice, everyone was kind of like, fooling out. around, like doing their own thing, and no one was really taking it seriously. And it showed on the ice. And, like, the next day against AOSL, we came back, and we told the guys before warm-up, stay, like, focused the whole time. Don't screw around. And then it was a one-goal game. We were with them with five minutes left. It's just mentality, I guess, going into the game. So it's all been kind of
0: like a
2: step by step process. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I want to jump back to one of those first steps earlier in the year. We we mentioned the own five start. Then you guys beat Cadillac in a wild game, mm-hmm. seven to six. So you're sitting proud. at one and five. You welcome in Northville. You you did just get that win, but where does the confidence come from to knock off a ranked team like that when you're sitting in that position in the season?
4: I think it's just like when you see guys like late in the game, just like blocking shots and doing everything they can to win, like just, like, you'll see guys just, like, completely lay out to try and block a shot just to make sure it doesn't have a chance of going in the net. Like, and, like, when, like, you get guys to buy into all that stuff, then the wins will start coming and you get to, yeah.
3: We were super mad before that game, too. Yeah. We just taking pictures on our home ice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so they did their senior motivation. pictures
4: on the ice before the game, and our coach was like, Trojan hockey would never do that. It, like, that's a disrespect kind of to your face. Like, how are you guys going to respond to that? Like, we responded
2: pretty well. I would say. <laughs> I do actually, I wanted to bring up some more stuff about this last week, and we talked a little bit beforehand. Uh, TC Central went and beat a pretty good Lake Orion team mm-hmm. in the first day of the, or your guys' first game of the Rick yeah. Denowitz Memorial Tournament. You know, pretty dominant showing. I think yeah. it was, what, six goals in the first period. Uh, but then I, wa- I wanted to bring this up. Charlie, right at the beginning of the second period, yeah. took a hit over by uh, Lake Orion's bench. Right in front of the And, I mean, tell tell, tell them what happened. So I was coming
4: down and entering the zone, and I cut back, and the kid didn't mean to hit like, hit me or anything, but like he hit me in the back, and my momentum took me forward, so like into the bench almost, and my head hit like the flat part of the bench and cracked my face mask and sent like just gashed my like right above my eyebrow right to the side of my eyebrow. I had to get six stitches. thank like thank yeah. God for Doc Peters too, our coach stitched me up, got me back in the game back in no
2: time. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty uh pretty ugly situation. I, I don't know coach Givens told me that could have brought the bubble in for you with all the blood on exactly, it. So, exactly, <laughs> I exactly. Mean,
0: a little bit of blood on the ice or did you keep it on the bench. Uh mostly on my jersey and in my I think bubble
4: I think the, bubble, face, I think the yeah. bubble actually it, held a yeah. pool of it yeah. which was the it funny was, part. He came immoral. off the ice
2: and it was just home. Yeah. But uh yeah, six stitches and Lo and behold, Charlie. It was the beginning of the third. He took the whole second period mm-hmm. off. Is that what it was? Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. Some of the second. Yeah. Yeah, came but back. yeah, he
2: came back late, late in the second, early in the third, and was still producing an assist in that game mm-hmm. yep. uh, before the injury. Yeah. But I mean, still came back and was still doing things. I mean, what is it like? Everybody always talks about that hockey guy mentality. You see the guys getting in fights, getting their teeth knocked out, or you know, Steve Eiserman having a puck go up his stick yeah. and bust his eye open, yeah. but still wanting to play. I mean. What, what what is that like when you're in that situation when you go into the locker room and they say hey you could come back out or hey you got six stitches in your eye what are you gonna do
4: I mean it comes down to like the togetherness of the team like you're not gonna like our coach says it all the time if you're if you're not a tight knit team no one's gonna want to like go out and do like the gritty things for you like you're gonna you want to like want to play for your teammates and like obviously <laughs> yeah going back into the game I wanted to do that like not wanting to lose the game against a good like Oregon team. And that yeah, it just comes down to the togetherness and like the f- family part of the a team, I guess.
2: Well, I, I mean, I just have to commend that because I mean, when you're up, whatever, six or seven goals, yeah. you know, still coming in to make sure that you're playing for your team, mm-hmm. even after taking such a nasty hit like that. I mean, that that's something that you don't see every day.
0: Now, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, hockey guys, you you want to have a scar before you're oh, playing yeah. days or done, yeah, right? This, this'll <laughs> leave a good one.
2: That's, yeah,
0: I got a few comments at school. Yeah. <laughs> the story gonna change at all over the years? Are you already trying to find where you might em- embellish <laughs> yeah.
2: a little bit? Yeah, in a fight with a six eight, <laughs> forcer, yeah. it's almost like a Chris Draper type of hit, Yeah, though. something yeah. like that on the side of the on the side of the bench. But
4: mm. um, I heard I heard some guys from their team were puking actually, like yeah. from the blood. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, the
2: scorers told me
4: that after the game.
2: I honestly went down. I know Coach Givens told me the reaction that your team had on the bench. Mm-hmm. He was he was just he was just standing there on the ice, like looking at everybody, and the entire bench just. Like, went back. It's almost like somebody just had a nasty dunk. I couldn't see my face, so, (laughs) like... (laughs) Almost like somebody just had a
4: nasty dunk. Everybody's holding
2: each other back. Like, what is going on here? I went
4: over asking
0: for a new face mask, and that was it. They're like, you need stitches, dog. (laughs) 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 Well, Grant, I wanted to get back to you a little bit as well. I mean... Did you know coming into this season that you would or had the chance to start as a freshman? And if so, I mean, how far back did you think that might be a a possibility
3: for you? I I knew I had the chance, but I just had to work hard to get that spot and to keep it. So I've just been, like, focusing for every game, every practice, you know, making sure I play my heart out on the ice, don't, like, dink around. During yeah. practice and games, I'd like to touch on
4: that in the Northville game. We actually started our backup or our second string. I wouldn't say backup, but like he played against Northville, and like because Grant was struggling in that O five, and the next week at practice it was West week, and Grant turned like flipped a switch in practice and just proved that he was the guy to put between the pipes against West, and did it, almost had a
3: shutout. Was, yeah, fifteen seconds. Yeah. Left. Fifteen <laughs> seconds left. They scored. How'd you do that? How? What was? What was the switch? Uh. I was just mad. I wanted to play against West because there's like so many people there. Yeah, the and I want to play. Biggest, I don't. I don't like game. sitting on the bench. Yeah. I don't like sitting on the bench. I want to play every game. So yeah. I just came with that mindset and worked worked really hard at practice and got to start.
0: So let's let's talk about that West game. I mean, obviously that's that's pretty much the biggest hockey game in TC every year. Mm-hmm. Played twice, but I mean, regardless of record, it's always close. That one ended up being one two to one. Two right? One, yeah. You guys won. How mad were you that you let in a goal even though you guys won? With fifteen I was, seconds, I was, to go. I was pretty
3: mad. I mean, because my buddy Tyler Asman scored the goal. He's on my travel team last year, so he kind of had bragging rights <laughs> a little bit. And it was like fifteen seconds left. I almost had a shutout against West. I mean, it's West with like lots of people in the stands.
0: As a
2: freshman, I'm sure that would have been yeah, yeah, nice.
3: was. yeah, But if you had gotten
0: a shutout as a freshman against West in your first, I mean, that's it. Yeah, you Where, where do you go up? Everyone expects You gotta, you, 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 you got, got every, you got something yeah. to work for still, right? Yeah. So uh, your buddy who scores the goal on you, I mean. What was, the, what was the situation? Did you kind of have an idea of what move he might go to to score, or was it kind of a, a garbage cleanup play? It, where was, you were...
3: it was a really weird goal. I mean, I think he passed it in front of the net, and it banked off one of our own player's skates, so he ended up getting the goal, but it like, wasn't really him.
0: Okay, so it, it wasn't a true one-on-one. No, no. Okay. Skill versus skill. Let the record show. Yeah. <laughs> So one thing I wanted to ask is, I, I wish I had the number off the top of my head, but I haven't found it, but it, a non-TC team hasn't won the Big North Conference in a long time. Yeah, it's yeah. either been Cent- Central or West Central's for, won it, except last year Central won it for the past six. Right. Yeah. And I think West won it before yeah, that yeah. that run of six <laughs> in a row. So, I mean, is that a point of pride between the two TC schools, especially since, like you said, you, pl- you play with some of those guys on travel teams and whatnot, and... How important is it to you to find a way to overcome Alpena and keep that streak going? Yeah, I mean, obviously the conference
4: is wide open right now because everyone is beating everyone. Like Gaylord's beat Alpena, they beat them last week, so Alpena's got a loss. So if we go up there, if we take care of our own business we and win out, we have like, a guaranteed conference championship. So that's obviously our main concern right now is just take care of our own and not worry about what the other teams have to do.
3: Yeah, we also want to be like the best team in our area. I mean, we always want to beat these teams. You know, so we always, like, work really hard. This is one of our w- three goals as a team this is a Big North Conference championship. Mm-hmm. We want to win that. Three main goals, yeah. yeah. So one thing I'm curious about,
0: uh, your coach, Chris Givens, uh, his son started as an, uh, who played for the Trojans, Cam, he started as an assistant with Alpina last year. Uh, does, it, does it ever seem with Coach Givens like that game against Alpina has oh, yeah. a little more meaning now?
4: It yeah, it always did. Cause Alpena's got something to them where it just yeah, it just motivates the guys like every year. Like last year, we went up there when it was first, It was their first time playing against them, and we had some fire to us. We went up there in their home home rink and beat them six one, just because coach was getting us pumped up for the game and, and all that. Yeah, like and I know like Cam at Central, he was a great hockey player, like one of the better ones I've watched from when I was younger,
0: and I don't know traitor but you know, we don't, hit, we don't yeah. hit him too much <laughs> was, was coach any different after this the loss to alpina that you guys had was it was he any different because he lost to his son than any other loss that you guys have had before it's hard to tell he hates
4: losing obviously he's yeah. been at it for a while so he's got some. Uh, he just hates Yeah, anything. over 350
0: wins to his credit now. exactly yeah.
4: yeah yeah i mean doesn't like losing in general. So, I mean, I'm sure Cam added to that fact. Yeah. There's always, there's
2: always a little bit on and, the back burger.
4: And we had Christmas break right after, so we didn't, see, we didn't
3: see him for a little bit. Yeah. Coach Givens just always wants to win, so does the team. He gets us pumped up for every game. Mm-hmm. Gets us wanting to win in, like, the right attitude. What – how would you describe Coach Givens? I mean, I feel like I've got to
0: know him fairly well over the years. And, uh, you know, one thing that always stands out to me is that during the course of the game, I mean, you really wouldn't know if you guys are winning by a lot, yeah. losing by a lot, close game. I mean, he's, he's pretty stoic on the bench. Is that how he is in practice and things, or is, or how, yeah. how is he to play for?
4: If I can describe him in two words, it's strictly business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but,
0: yeah, at the same time, he, he's a great guy.
4: Like, he, we have team meetings before every practice, and, like, our Thursday our afternoon practice, he makes it about stuff other than hockey, anything other than yeah. hockey. So like he'll come in and he'll do like stuff like, like he's a banker. So he'll like teach us like credit score stuff and like like how to balance and all like just stuff you wouldn't pick up in a hockey locker room normally are in high school. Trust so. me, something you'll yeah. be very yeah. thankful for <laughs> right. it down the road. That's yeah. awesome.
0: That's yeah, yeah. I hadn't I hadn't heard that about Coach Givens, mm-hmm. but uh, I see memes all the time about why
2: didn't I get this in high school? You're getting a little extra. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. nice. That's yeah. pretty nice.
4: With someone who's been going at it for so long, <coughs> he knows everything. Like you need to do.
2: Now, I uh, just wanted to ask you guys one more question. I know we talked. I talked to Coach Givens actually about uh, you guys coming off Christmas break and then coming right into this Rick Dennard mm-hmm. Memorial Tournament. I mean. The break for hockey is a little bit different. It seems like you kind of get out of your groove. You're not on the ice at all for how long is it
3: uh,
2: as a team, like 10 little, days or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
4: with Christmas falling in like yeah. the middle of the week, it was longer. It was like it, probably a week or yeah. so yeah. around there. But, and I then,
2: mean, you're not on the court at all or on the, on the ice at all. I mean, how does that, how does that factor in though, how you guys play now? Is it a refreshing? Is it, is it a little bit harder to get back on track? And, I mean, what is your outlook going forward in the second half of the year?
4: I think that break was good for us because, like, it's always good because you have guys, like, banged up and stuff with, like, little injuries and stuff. So that break is good just to get guys, like, back to 100% and all that. And then, obviously, coach has said it before, like, that holiday tournament we have, like, the three-game one over break, it's been a turning point, like, for the Trojans in the past years. Last year it wasn't, but... and
0: The Scott Miller Memorial Cup yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah,
4: the one where we played Heritage and... and Last year we took a step back in that tournament, but this year it's only forward, and, like, we got two ga- two good wins against Liggett and Toledo-St. John's and then saw a good Heritage team for a good experience, yeah.
0: Is, yeah. is it similar for you, Grant, or being between the pipes and a little bit more of a solitary role? Is, is the break good for you, or, or
3: would you prefer just to keep playing all the time? It's good for me, I mean, because, like, I hurt my hip that weekend oh. like, against Toledo-St. John's, so I was kind of out of it. Like, couldn't make any, like, sprawling saves. So the break was like really good for me. It helped me get rehabs and like good for like the rest of the game, the second half of the season.
0: Let's transition to our freaky fast five. Jake may have an extra one to throw in there. I might, be uh, might six. even just
2: cut one of yours out
0: and put two of mine in there. It's not okay, Jake. <laughs> We're gonna mix it up. But yeah, just some uh, rapid fire questions. You guys give your answers. We yeah. might ask for you to elaborate a little bit. But favorite area restaurant.
3: Paizanos. Uh, Don's driving.
0: Okay.
2: Okay, okay. It's
0: I have not actually have been pizza. to either one of those. I've been yet. to
2: Don's. Somebody told me right when I moved yeah. up here I had to go to Don's. They got some greasy burgers, but uh, that's a good Sunday morning meal. I, I love the grilled like,
0: cheeses. Yeah. I feel like Presano's is the one pizza place I haven't been Everybody to. Everybody tells yet. Been me Presano's like is a million like million some fantastic a, pizza. Yeah. So
4: everyone at lunch goes, like at Central, it's kind of like. Cause we can oh, that's leave right, because you can leave. Yeah, so, and it's that wasn't a dig at West, was it, just now?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> All right, so Paizano.
2: So, so, next one: uh, comedies or horror films? And what's your favorite?
3: Definitely comedies. They're like really yeah, funny. Com- yeah.
2: yeah, comedies. Uh, anyone uh, in mind that you could watch a hundred times? Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Yes. Yes, definitely yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely dumb Yes. Okay, that I like it. Dude, That's number one on my yes, list too. My, my number one's Talladega Knights. Oh yeah, so I can watch that one over and over again. Yeah. Uh, favorite hockey player, past, present, whatever you'd like. Probably not future. Yeah, unless it's uh, you. I
3: mean, <laughs> Jimmy Howard. Okay. Because I mean, he's a goalie for the Red Wings, so and I've watched the Red Wings since I was a kid, so I've always looked up to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah,
4: watching up growing the Red Wings, I saw like Datsuk and Zetterberg and all those guys. They were all just freaks of, yeah, just yeah. the sport. It, great guys to watch
3: either either of you ever have a chance to meet one of those guys yeah i met jimmy howard once We went to a red wing game and we sat next to one of the uh one of their staff members so he got us like in the locker room so i got to meet him oh that's nice. cool that's um, awesome i've met i haven't met dotsu
4: but i met dylan larkin on their cool. wings we got a, we went to one of their practices when we were still in like when i was still in the travel age and got a picture with him yeah
0: how how surreal is that from your perspective that, you know, here's a kid who, high school, yeah. college, professional, I mean, never left the state of Michigan. Yeah,
4: it's, it's great to see because it gives you, like, hope, I guess, like that you can do it, not, I don't know, like it's not impossible to stay home in Michigan and make it that far and to see the numbers he has and, like, production. Yeah, yeah. production. It's great.
0: All right, it, depending on who's... Controlling the uh, the stereo in the locker room, hip hop, rock, or other.
3: Hip hop. Hip hop. Yeah. It's me. Chuck. Yeah. Okay,
0: <laughs> that's your duty. Hip-hop, yeah. Okay, so what's the first song you throw on? Ooh, can I look at the?
4: Yeah, go for <laughs> it. Right. Playlist. We actually, actually, we have um, like traditions, I guess, through Trojan hockey, through or like before first period, second period, and third period. It's been the same song, like for years now. And first period is. Red, fo- yeah, red, 99 red balloons. Red balloons yeah. And then second period is uh, straight out of Compton. Nice. And then, then
3: 1400, 99 yeah. freestyle.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm getting pretty hype there at the end of the game. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of working your way up there. Yeah. yeah.
0: I I keep coming up with all kinds of of uh, questions here, but so who's the who's the best rapper on the team? Oh, me, yeah, down. <laughs> down, <laughs> Chuck.
4: If anybody on the team hears this podcast and wants to challenge? <laughs> there it is, is. We'll bring them in the booth. Yeah. And we'll see yeah. got yeah, the recording it's a little, little too much pressure. pressure yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out here because I always like to know what's your guys' favorite hockey slang. There's so much that goes around. If if you got one saying you like to say, what is it? Uh,
3: Probably a duster because I mean, it's like yeah. you don't play, you dust off the bench. Okay. Yeah. You know. Okay.
4: Hmm. I don't know. I, I like the I like the term plug. It like, <laughs> just fills the team. Like,
2: <laughs> <it> just <laughs> fills the empty spaces. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So this is gonna That's be like, like a, a freaky fast twelve.
2: Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. If there's one rule in hockey you could change, what would it be? Icing. Yeah. yeah definitely icing. 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 It just messes
4: up the flow of the game so much. You, like you'll yeah. like make a tiny mistake, miss a kid stick by like an inch and then you'll just have to come
0: all the way down. And... Alright, well, thank you so much Charlie and Grant for joining this episode of the Get You're Around Podcast. It was uh, it was great having you in here and good luck with the rest of the season.
3: Thank you. Yeah, yep. Thanks for having us. Yep.
0: Big thank you once again to Traverse City Central Hockey's Charlie Douglas, and Grant Newhart for joining us in studio for episode 64 of the Get Around Podcast. That conversation brought to you by Jimmy Johns. Now last week, as part of our new year, new us, new you, yeah, you know, that whole thing, new podcast, it's getting a brand new name. No, it's not. Oh, it's still going to be the Get Around? It's still going to oh, be right. the Get Around. That, yeah. We started power rankings uh, for boys and girls basketball and hockey, top three in hockey, top five in boys and girls basketball. And like last week, we're going to go in-depth on one of those, and we're just going to list off our rankings in the other two, and then we'll rotate next week. We're going to start with just a quick one through five roundup of boys and girls basketball before we get to Jake's top three area hockey teams. I'll get us started with boys, and there are quite a few changes from Jake's power rankings a a week ago. Are you saying he did a bad job? Not at all. There were just a... Some teams who had been playing really well that didn 't play so well over the course of this last week, and as we talked about last week, power rankings are a little bit more what have you done for me lately? a little less overall body of work so at number five, uh, dropping a few spots, uh, but still included the iron men of Ant- the Iron men of Mancelona or Ancelona. <laughs> Mancelona sitting five and three in the Ski Valley Conference 8-4 overall, but they did just drop their last two games, a pair of games back-to-back, both at home, Friday and Saturday. Uh, They lost a barn burner to Central Lake 76-73 on Friday, and then fell to Elk Rapids on Saturday. Elk Rapids, you may be hearing from here in a second. Uh, St. Francis at number 4. They move up a spot from Jake's original rankings last week. Elk Rapids, number 3. Traverse City Central. I'm gonna jump all the way up to number two after they were omitted from the rankings last week, and Glen Lake still at number one. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump this over to James. He's got girls basketball one through five or five through one if you will, James.
1: Five through one. Uh, if at five, uh, I'm gonna start with Gaylord St. Mary in that spot. Uh, next is a team, uh, Benzie Central. They had, uh, you know, Jake was at that game of theirs this week that uh, where they looked pretty impressive. Um, I like how they call their press the Benzie Frenzy. You can have a name for your own full-court press. That's, that's kind of impressive. Uh, that's a pun also, sort of. Impressive.
0: Terrible. Keep it is, moving. It's terrible. I James, like bad part terrible. of the week, everybody. Brought there to you by was, Jimmy there James. There it is. That's, that's there real. it is.
1: Uh, next, we got Mann checking in at three. Glenn Lake and number two. And at number one, Kingsley. Kingsley also number one in the state rankings this week that just came out for girls basketball for the first time today.
0: I will say real quickly that these could change a lot next week because Manton plays Kingsley tonight, Glenlake plays Kingsley on Wednesday, so we could uh, have some major shifts here next week. Jake, let's hear your top three hockey teams in Northern Michigan in order I mean, three to one. Give us a plethora of information, please. I mean, I-
2: Alrighty, so starting at number three, I am going to put Traverse City Central, our guests on the podcast today. They've been on pretty big tear, uh, winners of eight of eleven, and just at the uh, Rick with Memorial Tournament, they took out a Good Lake Orion team, really put it on them, and then they lost to Livonia Stevenson, who is numbers ranked number three in Division Two, and uh, I believe number six overall in the state when they do the combined uh, rankings. Uh, only lost three to zero, and when I saw Stevenson play West on Friday, they were far superior um, with speed and skill, and I- I'm sure that the three to zero is a lot closer than it actually seems. Oh yeah, that
0: uh, that it was still one to zero with five minutes to go in the third period, and then they scored a second, and then I think hit an empty netter. So that it was a very competitive game. Central just couldn't couldn't get one in the net.
2: Yeah, and they've they've hung on with some really good teams so far this season. We talked about that in the interview, but uh, Central's definitely on the up and up, so we're going to make have them break in the very bottom of the power rankings. Number two, I'm actually going to give to Gaylord. They just beat Alpina last week to kind of reopen the BNC and what can happen there. Gaylord has had a pretty decent season so far. They've had a lot of offense, but when they when they've lost, they've kinda of seem like they have kind of just not not shown up on the ice. But uh uh Gaylor's definitely up there too. I think they're probably the best chance for uh Traverse City Central and Gaylor and Traverse City Central are definitely the best chance to win the BNC um from our coverage area. Now uh
0: Alpina's still in the driver's
2: seat. Yeah, the still in the driver's seat, but they best definitely have the best chance. Now number one, I'm gonna go with the Traverse City Bay reps. They had a very outstanding weekend at their own hosting the Denawith Memorial uh, tournament. They took out a Reese Puffer uh, in an onslaught in the first game. Uh, had seven, yeah, seven different Bay reps score a lot of defense, but it was just a gritted out, grinded out type of win. Um, scoring eight goals once again. I mean, they just keep putting up the big numbers, and then they went and they beat a very good state ranked uh, Flint Powers Catholic team four to three on Saturday, so that one was a bit closer, but uh, I think that the Bay Reps actually might start getting some looks into those top rankings uh, in the state. I definitely think that they are the best team in Northern Michigan, uh, hockey-wise, especially when you talk about depth and you know leadership in their uh, a few upperclassmen that are really really good uh, that are able to help them out, I mean, including Chris Denowith, who showed up again this weekend.
0: I just want to check your proclamation in terms of our coverage area or best hockey talking, team in
2: Northern Michigan expansively. Expansively, I think the Bay Reps are, and not just in our coverage area, but the best hockey team in Northern Michigan. And like I'm saying, is I think they're going to be the ones to start getting looks on the state hockey rankings uh, here soon if they keep up this type of play.
0: So no changes at all uh, at the at the top of the rankings: Kingsley, Glen Lake, and Bay Reps. Remain atop the correct the the, power n- the number, week number ones, two. if you will. The number ones, if you will, stayed the same. Yep. Well, we had some shifting, and I think we we may have some more uh, next week. It's that wonderful time we look forward to every week—the get around Hall of Fame—as we induct another local athlete into the most exclusive club in Northern Michigan. As I said before, I think we've got a
2: couple of candidates. Hopefully, James is the third one. Jake, why don't you uh, get us started? I'll get us started and probably end the conversation, but uh, I'm going to take Charlevoix, Elise Stuck. She just, like this past week, broke her own school record of 43 points and scored 44 points to uh, now have the number one and number two spot in uh, points in the game all time out there at Charlevoix. We were at Uh, that game, the 43-point game. We
0: were. And she did the forty four against another big North team.
2: Yeah. yeah so,
1: Gaylord. Gaylord.
2: So bigger schools, bigger teams obviously showing up. I think they only scored fifty seven points in that game. So she scored forty seven or forty-four of the fifty-seven points for Charlevoy. Added eight rebounds in that game, and I think that performance is well more than worthy for Athlete Week and getting inducted into the Hall of Fame.
0: I'm gonna put up Elk Rapids Jack Hawkins, the senior Elk led. Elk Rapids in two wins Friday and Saturday. Uh, he averaged 24 points in those two victories, including 31 against Mancelona on the road. Averaged 7.5 boards and 3.5 and steals in those wins as well. And Elk Rapids, one of those teams uh, sitting atop the Lake Michigan Conference at this point in the season. James, what you got?
1: Olivia Lowe from Leland. Uh, she scored 30 points, had 13 boards and 4 blocks in a 58 44 win over Onekama in Northwest Conference play earlier this week uh, on Thursday. Gotta love 30 point games.
2: But what about 44? You gotta love 44 point games even more.
0: What about 45 point games? I haven't seen
2: it yet. Maybe, maybe she has that or, trick in her bag. How many
1: did Charbonneau have in that one game earlier this season?
2: Wasn't it like 38, 39? I think, four, was, I, think I think 44 was, is the highest that we've seen from anybody yeah. in the area this season. So.
1: he did have 20 boards in
2: that game, though, too. yeah. yeah. Can we uh, put it up for a vote? I vote Elise. Elise.
0: Elise. I will vote for Elsie uh, uh, Muskalovic as well. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Elise. You are the latest athlete inducted to the Get Around Hall of Fame. I think she was most definitely inducted last year. God, I hope so. So she's, uh, she's a repeat, but, you know, different class. Repeat, different class. Congratulations. You're now part of the most exclusive club in northern Michigan twice. There's only a few people who can say that. That's an even more exclusive (laughs) club. Yeah, we thought we
2: had the most exclusive. Double
0: inductees. The best of the best. That induction brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. They're freaks about fresh bread, meats, and veggies because that means better sandwiches for all. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fest, (laughs) Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's Freak Yeah. That takes us to the trifecta. I know it's the most listened to. Exclusive segment of the Get Around Podcast. The most listened to segment of the Get Around Podcast for those of you who are still here. (laughs) 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 If you make it this far, it's the most listened to part. But as prefaced at the top of the show, you, James, Brendan, Jake, myself, anyone question posed to you is you are allotted 10 total championships to assign among your favorite rooting interests over the rest of your lifetime. How are you going to break it down? Brendan, I'm going to let you start. Okay, since I have had the, uh, the pleasure of being alive for championships for all four of my major teams, including the... Uh, Blackhawks, Bulls, Bears and Go White ahead Sox, and as well as Go the, ahead and brag as well some as more. Go ahead and brag some more. the Cubs, although I'm not a I'm not a Cubs fan, but I was rooting in 2016 for them to win. Um, I would probably I would give the Bears another Super Bowl win just because I was a year old at the time that they won the Super Bowl, so I wasn't able to really Revel in the glory that was a Super Bowl championship for the Chicago Bears. And then, unsurprisingly, I would give nine World Series titles to the Chicago White Sox. And I would be very happy.
1: Yeah, go ahead, James. Is, this college, is this college and pro or just pro? College and pro. Yeah. College and pro. Mm-hmm. And that changes mine a little different. It's pretty unrealistic for me to say that CMU should win a national championship. <laughs> In football. It doesn't have to be It doesn't have to be be realistic. You could just give them that would be pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go go CMU
1: five national championships in football and the Detroit Lions five Super Bowls, and I'm just going to be... God, you are a total a hole for those five years. Oh, you were just so you <laughs> just are so insufferable far from reality, though. Now,
0: do you want that all to happen in the same year? The same
1: five years. The same
2: five years. Just just overlap to back to back to, back, to, overlap, back, to back, and i will just be insufferable. Would you want it to be like more, lion, more? Lions, I'm chips. I'm pretty lions sure just, that you would retire for those five years and go to every game. Or would you want it to be a ten year? Where it's like the Lions won and then the Chips won and the Lions won and the Chips won, so you can make it
1: a little bit longer.
0: Eh, maybe. Probably. Or just, or
1: just five years. He's a glutton.
0: Just, yeah. He's
1: greedy. Yeah, just five greedy years, you know. I mean, I've already seen the Pistons, rings, you know, Tigers. Yeah. no. Win championships just, and stuff, so. Oh. Yeah. Jake, what do you got? Well,
2: I guess I, w- I haven't had the privilege of seeing all my teams win professional sports championships yeah, uh, that, in my lifetime. That's a bummer. Uh, I mean, I still don't... <laughs> I, just gotta, I, I don't have that big of an emotional investment in the Lions, and to be honest with you, I think I might enjoy seeing them never win a Super Bowl. <laughs> if it could just go on forever and ever and ever. <laughs>
1: You're a sad damn son of a bitch. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, but, like, if it went on forever and ever and ever and ever, it would just be this thing where it's like, okay, I'm not going to. I, I, okay, I'll give the Lions one because it's never happened, and I would love to see what would happen to the city of Detroit if the Lions won the Super Bowl, because I don't think anybody would be able to believe it. People would probably actually just stay in their homes and think they were dreaming or something. Just Uh, one before I die. Yeah, just maybe one. Uh, Other than that, I know I'd probably give the Tigers at least two World Series, just because that's how many they should have won in my time so far, and that's what I deserve, is at least those two years back of my life in which I thought they were going to win. And then uh, I'd probably have to go with four national titles for Michigan State football and three national titles for Michigan State basketball. But that, that means that, like, the rest of my life that they only win those three or if it means I just give them those three, they could win others. So I guarantee, yeah, I guarantee them at least four and three. That's how I'd do it. i do four Michigan State football, three basketball, two Detroit Tigers, and a Lions because I have a feeling like the Red Wings and, I mean, like I said, we've already seen the Pistons. Uh, I feel I have a feeling like they'll be back and they'll be able to do it at some point before I die, so I don't need to like gift them it.
0: I feel like I, I had to spread these out quite a bit. I'll start with the Brewers. I love that team so much this past year. And they've never never won a World Series in team history. So I'm gonna give the Brewers two. I'm going to give two more, but with the caveat that it's the next two. The next two NBA championships to the Lakers, just so that they can get back ahead of Boston in the all-time team titles list, at least temporarily, if not permanently.
1: And Uh, if the Lakers won the next two, then people would just stop and would just shut up about that. LeBron is not the goat.
0: That is true. I do want LeBron to win at least one before he retires with with LA, uh, but two to get ahead of Boston. I'm going to even though they're not what I would claim to be my favorite NBA team, I'm going to give one to the Bucks because I have a very soft spot in my heart for Giannis and I want him to do amazing things for the city of Milwaukee. And then I'll give one each to Wisconsin football and Wisconsin basketball, which gives me 2-7. Basketball has a national title, but you got to go all the way back to 1942 or 1941 to get there. I think then it was an 18 bracket. <laughs> Wisconsin football's never won a national championship. And then I will give three to the Green Bay Packers. With Aaron Rodgers as your QB, or? It, not all three would have to go to him. I would say at least one, if not two, to him, and then save one other one for when we're not blessed to get another consecutive Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> because whenever that time comes, it's going to be very
1: ugly. I would just take my chances with Rogers and have the three, guaranteed ones after he's gone. See, but yeah, here, right? this
0: the the question was that you only get ten more championships for the, in the your rest lifetime. of your life. So it doesn't matter that there the they other teams currently have the potential to. Well, then I
2: would drop I would drop one on my each four and then give the other five to Michigan State. That's the, or the other six three and three to Michigan State. So, I'd go yeah. I'd go Red Wings, Tigers, Pistons, Lions. So you and only get the that, that's three. it. You only get. If that's how we're doing, it. if it's only t- if it's not like oh they could win it themselves or something like that, okay, no, then I would go one for each of them and then three and three.
0: I thought I thought about giving one to Wisconsin hockey, but I just
2: I like all the other teams college hockey. so much more that, uh, and I think they'll get one anyway. But it doesn't matter if they get one anyways. They don't, Nobody gets them. There's only ten more. I mean, the rest of your teams suck.
0: Do we want to give it? A- we weren't going to hand out any state championships to. Any of our local teams?
2: No, I'm not particularly biased towards any one of our local teams, so I could never root for them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're professionals here, Brendan. I'm not. You no. want Buckley Boys to actually win it? Did I would have get...
0: preferred, I would have liked for the Buckley Boys to have won it at least one of those two years. but.
2: Would you have given away one of your White Sox World Series titles to see Buckley Boys win the championship? No, no way. Exactly.
0: <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> and on that note, we wrap up episode 64 of the Get Around podcast. Thank you to all of our wonderful Audible viewers for tuning in once again. We enjoy bringing you this show. We hope you enjoy it. You can find us on Twitter or Facebook at TCRE Sports. And if you don't enjoy listening to this, why are you listening at minute fifty-nine ten wherever we are? You can find us on Twitter at Writer. That's me at JamesCook14, at Brendan Queely, even though he's tweets about boring things now that don't have sports. No, I'm just kidding. He's very in, in tune still. I am? In his digital presence, anyhow. And at Jake at Nip. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one.